0: This is the 343 Podcast. I'm your host, John Pronich. Welcome to the show. Anytime a 343 team takes the field, those who are watching should be able to see the two P's on full display. What are the two P's? Well, the first P is possession. I think that one's a no-brainer. You guys were probably all expecting that one. That is something that we talk about a lot here on the podcast. But we don't just talk about it. We train it. We train things like building out of the back and rondos because those exercises help reinforce the foundation of the style that we want to play, which is possession-based, attractive, and attack-minded soccer. But you can't just teach or talk about possession, though. That's why we place a ton of emphasis on the second P. What is the second P? Well, the second P is pressure. Now, this is something that you don't hear us talk about as often here on the podcast. And you wouldn't necessarily think about defense when you think about 3-4-3. But choreographed defensive pressure is just as important as possession. When the team loses the ball, that sets off a series of choreographed movements and a concerted effort to win it back. How quickly does this happen? Instantaneously, if trained properly. Now, that transition from offense to defense is a crucial moment. What happens during that brief transitional period can make all of the difference. One wrong step or one wasted second can be the difference between your opponent starting a counterattack or you winning the ball back in your attacking half. So every split second matters, and every movement matters. That is why your players must be trained when to press, where to press, and how to press. Applying pressure starts with the player that's nearest to the ball, but in order to be successful on a consistent basis, the synchronization of movements between multiple players while pressing is crucial. Now, choreographing and training these game-like scenarios increases the chances of your team forcing the opponent to make a mistake and turn the ball over. And if you combine your team's ability to win the ball back quickly with their ability to dominate possession, the end result is being able to dictate the game on your own terms. Okay, what you are going to hear next is a 10-minute conversation with Brian Klebin before we get to that i want to tell you what you need to know about 343's online coaching courses and why learning from someone like brian is so valuable our free and premium membership programs are for coaches who want to develop themselves as well as their players and their teams to their full potential using gold standard methods yes gold standard that's what 343 is all about the gold standard the methodology is the culmination of decades of study and practice domestically and overseas. Of note, particularly, are Brian's five internships at FC Barcelona, along with lots of trial and error to hone his coaching craft here in the United States. And that methodology, that 343 methodology, is delivered to you in an easy to use online course that is loaded with video, audio, and ebook lessons. So if you are an ambitious coach and you want to learn from proven practitioners, it makes sense for you to get access to the 343 methodology. The players featured throughout the courses are the actual players that Brian has developed. These guys are now 17, 18, and 19 years old. And three of them, Efren Alvarez, Ulysses Yanez, and Alex Mendez, have already had their professional soccer debuts and have featured for the U.S. and Mexican youth national teams at major international tournaments. Other players that Brian has coached are on the cusp of making that transition to the professional game as well, and the rest of them all have full scholarships to universities. But more importantly, the Premium Coaching Membership Program captures the real development process of these players and shows you exactly how some of this country's top players and teams were made. No theories or speculation. We show you the real work. Now, of course, this program is not for everyone. It's for coaches that are interested in the gold standard. It's for coaches that are interested in the tried and true methods that have been proven to work in the American soccer environment at all levels, boys and girls, from U10 to U19. There's no rush, but the sooner you start, the sooner you and your players start experiencing the benefits. To join the nationwide community of smart, progressive, ambitious 343 coaches, you can visit 343coaching.com. Once again, that is 343coaching.com. All right. I hope that you enjoy this quick, very valuable conversation with Brian Clybin We've talked before about you know, having having vision or having a vision for your team and, and having an identity and and some different different aspects of, of creating or building what you want your team to look like on the field. And two of the things that that three four three is has always promoted are are the two Ps and, and those two Ps that kinda of make up the identity of the three four three philosophy. And those two Ps are, are possession and pressure. And in a in a different episode, we've talked about how you can kind of uh, instill that in the players from the get go with like a small rondo where the players are are you know keeping possession, but when they lose it, they have to immediately put pressure and win it back. But that's just the beginning of teaching that the the two Ps, I guess. And and if you could just maybe talk about how the two Ps became so important to you, so possession and pressure uh, became so important to you, and and how did they become? kind of like the backbone of the the 343 curriculum
1: for sure for sure so john before before i get to that i think you know i'll 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 give a little bit of insight in terms of when i inherit a brand new team you know in my coaching career my 17 years of doing this i think a massive component no matter the, the age group gender or level is the players especially young kids they want to know why. So, Hey coach, we're going to work on this. Why? So I try to sit them down before, you know, starting on this, this possession or pressure identity and explain to them why, right? Cause people want to know, okay, coach, I do that, but why am I doing this? So if we start with pressing, right, why do we want to do this guys? Like, and especially as high up the field as possible. So it requires a lot of running. It requires you know, a commitment to do so it requires grit, determination. But the explanation is, guys, we want to have the ball. So when we lose it, let's go get it back ASAP. And, you know, the hardest thing to do is create opportunities in soccer. So why let people have time and space? Why not go win at 20 yards from their own goal? So when we win it, we're 20 yards from goal. We don't have to go 100 yards up the field. So just give kids these little these little bullet points as to the Why? Um, lastly, you know, we talk about any average soccer player with time and space. People are nice. They could connect passes. They can dribble. Everybody likes to have time and space. Right. And, and I kind of explained to them, like only the super elite best, best players in the world can play when two or three guys come and close you down. So, you know, it's nice to have time and space. Let's not let our opponents have time and space. Let's make them make mistakes. Let's get the ball. Let's be the protagonist. So you share the why's. And then, yeah, get into the session. And obviously, I just shared the whole reason why we do this. You know, I want to be the protagonist. I want to dictate. I want to be the aggressor. I want to eat you alive. That's my mentality as a coach and and as a player. So the more you can share that with the players, the better. And then if you flip it to possession, why do we want to build out of the back? Why do we want to have the ball? Why do we want to do this? So bottom line, guys, like little details, logic, right? If we have the ball more than the opponent we have a better chance of winning. We have a better chance of creating goal scoring opportunities. If they only have the ball 20, 30% of the time, we only have to defend that amount of the time. So just logic, common sense things so the kids understand, okay, I can get with this. I think this is a good idea. Okay, I'm bought in. And then obviously the the session and the culture and the, the exercises and the environment, you know, has to keep those guys bought in. But the more you can explain to the players why, then the less acute. and I think this is uh for all levels
0: was there ever a moment during your coaching career where where you were on the other side of this so I think for a long time your your teams have been you know on 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 the protagonist side where you guys have been ones dictating with possession and with pressure but have you ever had to experience the other side of that
1: uh the best yeah the best experience i could think of there is When I coach a girls team, like I said, for for two years, this one girls team, which had a good level, was decent, but we weren't the elite team in in the age group, right? There's probably 10, 15 teams more talented, more experienced. So when we had to play in these far west regional tournaments to qualify for nationals, like, we're up against superior opposition. And, you know, we kind of had to have a plan because at the end of the day, winning is why we play competitive sports. So, yeah, we kind of rehearsed shock and awe. We're going to be ourselves for 10, 15 minutes, go and eat you alive, press, build, score a goal or two. And then we're going to sh- do the exact opposite. We're going to take our, uh, our foot off the pedal. Cause we can't sustain that the whole game and win. We'll sit back. We'll be disciplined. We'll bunker and we'll counter. And then to start the second half, when they think that's what we're going to do, we'll go back to shock and awe. So yeah, you always rehearse a plan a, a plan B. And you know, I remember it working out brilliantly, but it could also have broken down how we conceded one zero early on. So yeah, I, I'd say with the girls team is is the time that I'd rehearse something else apart from our normal identity more often than not.
0: I guess I'm I'm curious uh, about, you know, when when this became like a staple in your in your philosophy as well. So did, did oh, from, from did this from idea okay. No, from
1: the inception. Yeah, from the inception John. So like like you said, you have to have a vision of what you want your team to look like. You know, I wanted my team to be like Marcelo Bielsa's Argentine national team that, you know, no matter who you played, where you played, whatever opponent you played, like he instilled in the players the belief that this playing this way, we are going to get the result and win. So, you know, instilling the belief in them and then rehearsing it and then obviously executing it is, is the challenge. So from the inception of my coaching days in 2004 um, is when I had a clear vision of this is what I wanted. And obviously there's been an evolution and it's improved and, you know, through, through education and, and experience, you know, I think I've, I've improved tremendously in in the last 14 years.
0: And you mentioned too, that you've, you've coached girls, you've coached boys, you've coached youngers, you've coached olders. What was there, was there any difference or, or maybe what were the main differences when you were teaching to girls versus boys or olders versus youngers, or did you just keep everything the same?
1: So, no, for the most part, everything the same. You just have to, uh, you know, adjust your your approach and sometimes your delivery. Girls, you know, I will say the way they listen and interpret is superior to the boys. It's crazy. So the success we have with the girls team in terms of them listening and applying themselves, like they learn it so much faster. I don't I don't know what that entails, but I was super surprised. And, and obviously, you know, it was a unique experience to, to, to deal with girls on, on so many levels, but I'll say this, the, ex- the execution of the identity was brilliant with the girls team that I did. Youngers and olders, yeah, again, the delivery and the approach a little bit different, but yeah, the, the, the content is, is very much the same. High school soccer, the same. Like, that's what, you know, Gary likes to, to explain when we have these conferences, guys, you know, we've been there, we've done it at all levels it's not that oh now it's at the galaxy and it's easy with the best players like we've had to do it at all levels and that's why we know it works it's successful
0: yeah that's i i guess that's where i was going with my next question is should coaches you know be afraid of trying to implement like a a philosophy that is possession based or or possession and pressure based because you know they they have a new team of 12 year olds or they're inheriting a new team of of you know varsity soccer players 18 year olds for the most part so it sounds like you have experience at all levels and and, and it's worked at all levels so there I guess what would be your advice to somebody that's wanting to you know implement this possession and pressure style no matter what level they're they're at
1: the best advice I could give is I've been there done that in terms of Yeah, the politics, parents, all that stuff. So educating, you know, like I told you to start this conversation, educating the kids as to the why, educate parents as well. This is why we're doing it this way. And it's going to be a process of highs and lows, peaks and valleys. There's going to be great days where it works and we look good. There's going to be days where, you know, we fail. But bottom line, this is the best for your son or daughter's um, development, right? Having the ball getting as many touches as possible as opposed to not having the ball and having to defend the whole game pressing up high the field i mean it's it's for obvious reasons guys we want to force mistakes in the opponent we don't want them to be comfortable we want to dictate and not be dictated to so kind of lay out that vision that plan and look at first it's hard it's hard to do you know get up in front of a group you know of, of parents or strangers and and if you're not rehearsed if you're not versed you feel like someone's going to call you out and what if somebody says no that's not how it should be done just yeah stick to your guns stick to your principles and trust me over time you know it, it'll it'll come out naturally so guys if this is what you truly believe in stick to your guns and 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 keep at it and hopefully we can be a resource to to help you guys in that process
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the 343 podcast. If you're interested in accelerating your development as a coach and learning more about possession-based soccer, you can visit 343coaching.com and sign up for our premium coaching membership program today. That's where you will get access to video, audio, and ebook lessons that will help you reduce your trial and error time by showing you the methods that have been proven to work here in the United States. Kieran Boyle, a 343 member, said, an added bonus to the 343 coaching curriculum is that it's always accessible. Courses in the States are great for the weekend, but tend to lose momentum shortly thereafter. I am always looking back at the phase one activities, methodologies, and video content, end quote. So once again, to continue your learning from 343, you can learn more about our membership program or go and sign up at 343coaching.com. Once again, that is 343coaching.com. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We'll catch you next time.